0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Taylor McGowan. Oh, I'm Taylor Dennis. <laughs> Taylor Dennis is the senior wealth design specialist at LTS Financial. Sorry, that wasn't as funny as I as I just made it sound reality is just hitting me hard today. Life's changing, it's very exciting. I'm very happy. Recently married, which if you check out our last episode, you can hear those details. <laughs> Uh, So I'm joined today by Mike Williams, our founder and president of Altius Financial. So you might have looked at the title for this episode and you're thinking, okay, well, it's called What's in a Financial Plan? And maybe you're looking at this thinking, okay, I need a financial plan or uh, is it worth paying someone to do this? Today we're kind of trying to debunk and clarify, well, what is financial planning? What do you get out of hiring someone to make a financial plan? what what do they do at Altius anyways? Obviously, most people know that we do investing, but we do far more than just invest people's money. And so today I'll hopefully help clarify all that.
1: Yeah, this is the topic for today. And this is Michael Williams or Mike Williams. I'm not confused about my last name, but maybe <laughs> sometimes people call me Mike or sometimes people call me Michael. But as Taylor mentioned, I'm the founder and president of Altius. And I get the distinction of giving our little disclaimer today. <laughs> as as those of you who are listening know, we, we always do, and we're required to, as being fiduciaries and registered investment advisors, we need to make sure people understand that this is not a specific financial advice for any particular individual. These podcasts are meant to be more educational and informative, but we recommend reaching out to your financial team or reaching out to us directly. If you're looking for a specific investment or financial planning idea or advice. So if you are looking for a team and you want to interview us or hire us or find out more about our ideology, I like the way you used that ideology last time. We have There is an ideology of Altius that we have, a a philosophy that drives how we do things. Obviously, we talk some about that in our podcast, but if someone wants to learn more about that specifically, they should contact us and get a hold of us at michael at altiusfinancial.com or taylor at altiasfinancial.com, or certainly you can visit our website that has all kinds of good resources and information, and that's www.altiusfinancial.com Is that enough of a disclaimer?
0: <laughs> yeah, can I cut him off already? <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the, the fun and the guts of it. So I'm just going to kind of list out what those financial planning areas are. For us, we look at this, and most financial advisors look at it based on kind of six areas I'm gonna go ahead and list those out and then we'll each take some time to dive into all of them. So first you've got your financial position, then you've got what's called risk management but it's really just kind of insurance. Then you've got the investing, then typically it's called retirement but I like to call it goal planning and I'll dive into that a little bit later. Next you've got taxes and lastly you have estate planning. so, yeah, so tell us a bit about financial position. What What does that even mean?
1: That's what's interesting is that th- these are industry standard disciplines within the broader idea of financial planning. And I like the way that the industry came together, the history of it and the fact that it's an integrative or holistic approach. And that's where you get these six different areas. You could, you could say, well, there's only four. You could say there's seven. There is some magic in, in having no more than five or six. Uh, most people can't retain, you know, much more than three or four, you know, that's, But the industry does break it down into these six areas. And Taylor and I are going to kind of walk through them a little bit and and give you some idea on how they relate to each other and why each each one of them are important. And as she mentioned, the first one is financial position. What, What do we mean by financial position? Well, we like to say all progress starts with the truth. And that's just the acknowledgement of where you are right now. Just kind of taking inventory and saying, okay, where do I stand? What's my financial position in the world today? And that Oftentimes boils down to two financial statements. We call it the net worth statement and the cash flow statement. Any business has the same kind of financial statements that they operate under. Sometimes it's under you know the the net worth would be the equivalent of a balance sheet, and the cash flow would be the equivalent of a profit and loss statement. But when we break those down, it's it's the net worth or balance sheet is saying where am I at right now in terms of a static position. And what do we mean by net worth? Well, it's very simple in terms of a calculation. It may be more complex depending upon the assets and liabilities you have. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. But it's a simple mathematical thing saying, okay, I've got some stuff. I've got some investments. I've got some maybe personal property assets. Maybe I have a home. Maybe I have a car. Those are all considered on the asset side of the ledger. Things that are positives in terms of having some value that you own or you have equity in, those are the, on, the, on the asset side of the ledger. And then what you owe in terms of liabilities or, or debt or, or things that you owe money to other people, those get subtracted off the assets. And that is what leaves you with your overall net worth. The second set of statements is, as I mentioned, cash flow or p or income and expenses. That's more of the dynamic flow. What do you have coming in today? What do you have going out today? And is there any surplus or is there a deficit, meaning you're digging yourself in a bigger hole? I mean, one of the tenets of financial planning, one of the very basic ground rules is spend less than you make. And that means, OK, you've got more income coming in than you have going out. And that difference is, the, is how you add to your net worth. And that's how you grow your wealth and your security. So a financial position just means where are you at right now with regard to your overall net worth and your income and expenses.
0: So once you know what you have, your next thought is probably, okay, well, I don't want to lose it. Someone help me protect that. Make that stick to me. (laughs) Or don't let anybody steal it from me. And so that really just comes down to the risk management, the insurance aspect of things. Altius. As a company, we don't directly sell insurance products, so we're not that stereotypical company where we're calling you up saying, oh, I need to sell you another insurance policy because I got to pay the rent this month or something like that. Our real thoughts are, what do you need and how do we protect what you have? So our goal is to look at your overall planning and say, okay, well, What is the risk of you having some kind of loss? What is the risk of you being injured and needing medical disability, long-term care type coverage? What does that look like on your cash flow? How do we get you the kind of policies that you need? As I said before, we don't directly sell them, but we get you connected with someone who will make sure you have what you need.
1: Yeah, and it includes all kinds of insurance, not just the medical disability life, but it includes property insurance as well. And Taylor mentions that we don't sell it, but we analyze it. We're sort of the quarterback of someone's financial plan. And so we do a great deal of analysis on a person's current risk management situation, whether they have adequate insurance, what kind it is, and and do a good once over on that. But that leads me into the next topic. So this is number three. First two are financial position and risk management. Number three is investments. And that's the one where we are actually trying to grow a person's net worth, where they take that excess savings or excess cash flow. You know, when we talk about that first income and expenses and having a surplus, that's the the basis for, for beginning to acquire more of your net worth, acquire more wealth, acquire more security. The difference between what you bring in and what you spend, what goes out the door. In terms of your expenses, is the place you can start to save and begin to accumulate a portfolio. And a portfolio is a fancy phrase for just having more investments, more savings accounts, more checking accounts to start with, and then building into maybe a little bit more risk and having a money market account and, and some bonds and then some stocks. And and so the whole investment field is about building a portfolio, a balanced portfolio, a tax-efficient portfolio, a portfolio that actually will grow over time that doesn't keep you up at night too much, but does have some risk in it so it can grow over time. And there's all kinds of categories of kinds of investments that we talk about and analyze for our clients and manage. That's one of the areas that we do for our clients. We build and manage client portfolios, just examples. And it could be in the area of stocks and bonds. Those are traditional financial markets, but it could be real estate. It could be gold and precious metals. It could be commodities. It could be any number of kinds of basic areas you can invest in, then it can also evolve into the way those are packaged into mutual funds or other professionally managed diversified portfolios. And then obviously, and this will lead us into a later topic, you know, what kind of tax treatment they have. So investments boils down to how are you building your net worth? How are you using the excess that you have in terms of savings to build your long-term security?
0: So then building off of that investing strategy, so you're building your investments, but what are you building them for? A lot of people, when you're hiring a financial advisor, if they were going to give you this list, most generic financial advisors will say, okay, and the next thing that we cover is retirement. But the reality is for a lot of investors at this point, they come in and retirement is maybe 5, 10, 20, possibly 40 plus years out for them. And that's not their primary goal right now. Obviously, they want to be able to retire in the future, but retirement isn't everything for them. Maybe their current goal is, I want to buy a car next year, or I want to go on this trip that I've been trying to save for. How do I get to where I want to get to in all of these steps other than just the retirement goal? Obviously, we cover everything, but I like to just call it goal planning because we want to cover education planning. We want to cover, maybe you're going to grad school. Maybe you're paying for a kid to go to school. Maybe you're saving to give gifts to your family. Maybe buying a vacation home, a plane, whatever you want to spend your money on, however you want to live your life. We want your investing to align with those goals.
1: Yeah, that's a good summary of, and, and I like that. In fact, that's an improvement on the Altius ideology and process that Taylor <laughs> has made. I, I used to go along with the industry standard calling it retirement planning because most people are concerned about retirement but lots of people don't know how to really attach any reality to that especially if you're young and starting out to build a portfolio if you're young and just starting a financial plan retirement just sounds like something old people do and and we've adjusted that based on Taylor's input to be more goal planning partly because of that kind of unreality but partly because we don't actually necessarily believe in retirement anymore for those of you who are retired and that could be many of our clients or or people who are listening to us, or who definitely want to retire, don't get us wrong. We believe that a person should be able to retire as soon as they can in their life, as soon as they want to. But we also have this idea of ongoing growth. So even if you're retired from one job or one career, you have to be able to define, okay, what's next in your life? What are the goals that you have? Whether that's improving your golf game or, or running a half marathon or traveling the world or whatever it might be, we think it's important to continue to always have growth and goals and things out there. And that's why it's good that we've adjusted it to more of a goal planning thing. The other thing I'd say is that area is something we actually even start before the financial position in one sense. We ask people what their values are and what's important to them. What's important about money to them? What's their money background? You know, how were they raised with money? What was their relationship with money growing up? Because that's oftentimes a different thing for people. People have unique experiences about how they were raised or what they think about money, whether they associate it as a positive or negative. Everyone knows that they need to have more money to feel like they've got more security, but those value questions are what we start with. The other thing I would say about retirement slash goal planning is that it's oftentimes using time value of money calculations, and that's something that they don't really teach you in school, but it's a certain kind of math. You know, the, the whole idea of using interest or returns, you know, annualized returns and time periods, how can my money grow? What is a mortgage going to cost? What is a debt going to cost? What's an investment? How can it grow over time, given certain assumptions? And that's a big part of how we, we actually do that kind of analysis. And now I lost my place here. That's <laughs> fourth, life. right? That's
0: your cue for taxes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the fourth. So that retirement and goal planning is, is number four. Now we move on to number five. And this is, this is an interesting one. It's taxes. How do we actually make sure that we're giving our clients good advice with regard to the taxes that they're paying. Now, we don't ever advise people evade taxes, but we certainly want people to legally avoid taxes as much as they can. And and our tax code is set up that way. It's set up to give you incentives to behave certain ways, to to accumulate money for your retirement through certain tax advantage plans. For example, uh, insurance products sometimes have tax advantages. 529s, education planning certainly has tax advantages. Now, I have my own ideology and viewpoint about the tax code itself, but there's a reality to what we all have to do in the U.S. as far as how we deal with the tax code, and it's important enough. It shouldn't drive every decision that you make. You know, no one in the U.S. is in a 100% tax bracket, so it can't be the tail that wags the dog, so to speak. But it's important enough that it it can erode your capital over time. It can erode your portfolio or your investments if you're not paying attention to it. So it makes sense to be tax efficient. And that's a big part of what we do is helping people, okay, what do I take advantage of in terms of my work programs, the other incentives that are in the tax code to make sure that we're building a financial plan that is as efficient as possible with regard to taxes. And that's, as I said, the fifth area of financial planning.
0: So the sixth area of financial planning is estate planning. So similar to taxes, taxes, we're not going to do your 1040 for you. You still have to hire a tax accountant or write them yourself. But we do make sure that we're considering that when making any investment decisions. It's the same thing with your estate planning. We're not going to write up a trust for you. I am not a JD, so I do not have the certifications to do any kind of legal paperwork. But I do find it's important to make sure that people do have wills set up. They do look at maybe getting a power of attorney. They make sure they have correct beneficiary designation on any assets or accounts. Um, and those types of things are what we do in the realms of estate planning to make sure that, okay, what, what needs to be prepared for our clients so that should they pass on, they're passing on their assets based on their wishes.
1: So there we have it. We have the six areas. That was a pretty quick <laughs> whirlwind tour of what, what actually are the components of a financial plan. So briefly, again, the six areas are financial position. So we're talking about your financial statements, your net worth or balance sheet, your income and expenses or your cash flow, making sure we're evaluating where you stand right now. And then, as Taylor said, we're talking about how do you protect that? How do you begin to protect what you have right now and making sure you look at the, the right kinds of insurance across the board? If you need insurance, if you can take the risk yourself. Uh, That's number two, risk management. Number three is the investments, building a portfolio, building an ongoing plan to accumulate wealth for your own uh, goals. Number four is the goals, goal planning and retirement planning, making sure that you have that kind of more secure future and the ability to walk away or jump into different opportunities that you like and want to take advantage of. Number five is taxes, making sure you have a tax-efficient portfolio, and number six, as Taylor just explained, is the estate planning. That's what we mean by financial planning. That's what we mean by holistic approach to financial planning or integrative approach. And what's interesting is any one meeting we might have with a client might be emphasizing one of those or one or two of those rather than all six of them at once. But it's important to start and have sort of a baseline on all six when you're beginning to do financial planning with someone. And that's that's important for someone to have. Now, I, I kind of want to do a little teaser for, I think, a future Podcast topic. I don't know if you and I have even talked about this, Taylor, but there's this essay sometimes I I reel out from my early years as a financial planner. And the essay, it's a one page essay. Some of you I've sent it to before. It's called Walking Tall. And it's talking about the way a person gains confidence in their financial lives. And that's partly why we think it's important to cover each one of those six areas. When you integrate each one of those, then you get more confident. You actually have more confidence in your decision making. And that ends up being a virtuous spiral where you, you know it feeds other areas of your life. When you feel more confident and you feel like your financial plan is on the right track, there's always little setbacks. You can't have a plan. It's going to take into account everything. No one has a prediction of the future. Sometimes we talk about my little uh, crystal ball here in the office. It's real yeah. cloudy and small and that it doesn't really work very well. No one can predict the future. But if you have a plan that takes into account each one of these six areas, it's going to give you more confidence.
0: Definitely. So thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. I've done this closing so many times, so I'm just going to tell you, you just like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You know where we're at. Just go find me. Let's become friends. Let's check in on all this information on social media as well. It'll be great. We do have our 53-week challenge, and that is actually something different. That's different every single week, so you don't have to skip over this part. This this upcoming week, it'll be about estate planning, and so you'll want to check in on your... Which is the last section. You want to check in on your estate planning. Do you have a will prepared? Do you have financial power of attorney? Medical power of attorney? Are these things that you need? Do you need to set up a trust? What are your beneficiaries on your accounts? If you have any kind of questions on your estate planning or any other aspects of your financial planning, please feel free to reach out to us at Michael at dot com or Taylor at dot com. We really hope that this was a very educational podcast for you guys and hopefully we can be a resource for you as well happy friday and have a great weekend
1: capitalize on your fridays yeah thanks for joining us thanks